Hey guys, this is Kurt. And Logan. And we're here to talk about Battle Bards. I thought we were here to talk about how you're a terrible father. Pimping out your son. What? 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 Nothing. <laughs> okay. No, Battle Bards is great fantasy audio. I would know that. Only things I care about are cartoons, balloons, Star Wars, candy, old people's smiles, dogs, Pokemon, video games, fireflies. Do you even know what those are? Existentialist paintings. How do you even know how to say that? The sound of forts, <laughs> ninjas, and electronics. Okay, that's a lot to process. Farts? Really? Oh, but check this out. Lord Ardok is a wooden fortique symbol. Bida octo mon farste outwis mon kasabu haudon fu chi tang gali asparos. Ooh, scary! And this. Ooh, impressive. You can't deny this, though. Noal na o lapireta ikarino ilasa zorge, lapilasa do lape turbs benas. Okay, that's very cool. Okay, Logan. So how much would you pay for that awesome audio? Thirteen point two pesos. There's no such thing as point two pesos. Fifteen hundred yen. Five hundred pinks. Republic credits. That's not even real. That's Star Wars, Logan. Well, let me tell you. You go to battlebars.com. You sign up for an account. And not only do you get that premium auto, but you can get a little something from us also. With the 10 and $25 packages, you get one free track with MFGCast1 as your coupon code. Buy a $50 or $100 package and get five free tracks with the code MFGCast2. That's a half of an album for free just for using that coupon code. Could it be any easier? Buy the $150 and $300 packages. Not only do you get most of Battle Bards fantasy audio, soundscapes, music, sound effects, etc., but you also get 10 free tracks with coupon code MFGCast3. A full album for free for using a coupon code from us. You're welcome. I'll just buy that great audio right now. Wait, but you have to you have to ask your parents permission before you buy. This is the MFG cast. Hey guys, happy 2018. Let all the be forgotten and something, something, something else. God. May all acquaintance be forgotten something, something else. Hi! Tracy, why did Welcome you not stop that? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
my jaw was starting to drop <laughs> as I was watching him. This freight train is a coming fast, and a, no one is gonna stop me. Somebody stop me! <laughs> remember, Jesus remember that? Right. Remember that thing from that old movie that nobody remembers? Was that the mask? It was. Yes. You're officially too old for this podcast. Uh, Actually, you know where no. I remember it from is from. Uh, Fresh off the boat. Fresh off the boat. That kid always comes in yeah, and the, does stuff in the yeah, mask. The the skinny white kid that always says it. Because okay. he loves the mask so much because it's from the 90s. But you don't care about that. Anyway, you care about games. This isn't a movie podcast. <laughs> if you want that's a movie not a mo- podcast. That's not a movie either. It's a TV show. <laughs> If you want a movie or TV show podcast, get the fuck out of yeah, here. You're, you're I'm just kidding. in the wrong place. <laughs> but also, get the fuck out of here. We, we, we've lost it. Yeah, most of we probably decided to abandon that family friendly rating. So. <laughs> That's true. That's oh, yeah. True. This time. Get the crap out of here yeah. we were watching we were we were watching some parks and rec today and logan's like how do they beep the bad words out i'm like all they do is just Go put a beep. beep right in front of it that's all they do you guys got to see the good place because uh since it's oh, the good yeah. Place they, it. yeah i like that what the fork is going on why can't i say fork this is fork and weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. My favorite line it. from that show is awesome. you're a messy bench and I love it. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. Yep. Mm. They gotta get creative on that. But we're not gonna get creative on this because we actually have an explicit tag. And if we wanna be f- fucking cussing, we will. <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> about we're, all I have. You were struggling to swear I there. Know. We're, Dicks. we're cussing right. like duty heads because we're badass. Yeah, that's right. Poopy. Yeah, because yeah, we're poop, duty trips. Because we're poopy heads. That's totally. Right. Yeah, that's right. We're a bunch of duty heads. So thanks for being duty heads with us. So thanks how many, for joining how many us, subscribers you, do you, you think bunch of just lost? dudes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say, how many just. <laughs> actually, tell me how many subscribers we actually have first, and then maybe I can tell you what half of that is. <laughs> Or maybe I won't, because I'm bad with math. Hi, I'm Kurt. This is Tracy. And this is Dan Wyatt. We're going to up the name. New gimmick. Dan Wyatt. Ugh. I oh, think I li- man. That I think sounds I, I think I like D. Wyatt better. By the way, uh, yeah. you're, you should consider yourself lucky, because I was tempted to throw a streak in my hair and be like, oh, yes, Kurt. It's broken <laughs> Dan Wyatt. <laughs> nice. Dan Wyatt, that's freaking me out. Yeah, Dan Dan Wyatt seems like he should be selling insurance Fine, to me or something Dan like Wyatt. that. Yeah. Hello, everybody. My name is Dan Wyatt, and I'm going to offer you the best deal ever. Let's play this. Much like Vincent McMahon, I'll just delete the gimmick. We'll go back to D. Wyatt. Problem solved. <laughs> Sounds great. Good. I like it. I was going to go by the new X-Men name that Dan gave me before we started recording, but I can't remember. Taze? Yeah, well, I was thinking you should make it like Taze Racy. It Taze? So this way it's the T and Tracy is the Taze. Taze Racy. Yeah, you split Taze your Racy. name into two nice. names. So should we start this over? Yeah. Hi, everybody, this is Kurt. I this kind is of like Taze, Taze Racy. Racy. <laughs> and this is D-Y Taze Racy. That sounds like a weird stripper name. I don't know. I don't think I like Can it. Can it be both? No, a guy I worked with. That sounds like a stripper that name. That does sound like a stripper name. Not that I know what strippers names sound like, because I've never been to one. But hey, let's talk about some games, people, because that's what we're here to talk about. Oh, it's not a podcast about stripper names. No, it is not. Oh shit! Even though I'm that out. would that's that would actually spin-off. yeah, that would be great. Maybe Kim would have come that's on if she knew. The... 
That's the second level of uh, Patreon backing. That's when we start that podcast. That's right. That's right. We start (laughs) our sister podcast, Stripper Names Unlimited. (laughs) Why did I put the Unlimited on it? I don't know. LLC. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I thought we could just get together tonight to just, or whenever you're listening to this shit, um, I thought we could get together and talk about games that we're playing recently because recently we've been playing a ton of games. Rage, rage, rage. Yeah. 2018 is off to a blazing start. Blazing start. And, you know, I I figured that... racy start. Yeah. (laughs) Oh God! Oh, this, shit, is gonna, look this, is gonna, this is gonna get worse as we go. <laughs> I'm not giving myself a nickname. I am just Kurt. I'm boring old Kurt. Good. And oh, uh, we'll find something for you. Yeah, buddy. I'm sure mm-hmm. you will. I'm sure I'm gonna love it. Back when I was in kindergarten, people, kids used to call me Turtus. So you can call me that if you want. No, that's <laughs> It doesn't fit. It doesn't sound like Curtis. A... Turtus. Come on. No, I meant it doesn't fit with the D. Oh well, D-Y-A. obviously. Tays racy. I, I really think that if I had an alter ego, it would be Turtus. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but making his way to ringside. <laughs> what? Making his way to ringside. Your new intercontinental champion, Turtis, just doesn't sound right. <laughs> well, so we're not gonna... hey, we've we've both watched WWE in the or WWF in the days, and they had like what did they have? Uh, barf or puke Fucking or whatever. Boy. Jesus, yeah. really? Bastion Booger. Yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna puke. All right. That's that's for some some other people that I know that are listening to this will get a big laugh out of that. <laughs> so I thought we and I know uh, to tag on what I was saying before as we got derailed the fifth time um, <laughs> is that I'm sure that because of the holidays too, Dan and Kim also got grabbed some awesome gameage too. So let's talk about some games. I just thought it'd be fun to just talk about what we're playing. This is gonna be like a big now playing episode basically. So Dan, why don't you start us off? What's like what's something that you're really excited that you just played recently? All right. So games that we already touched on. So it was Super Fest game. But the last two weeks we actually got in some good time. So we did like some love letter, you know, a couple of games that we played before. We played many games that don't mess with Cthulhu, a Christmas gift given to me by Turtis <laughs> from a year or two ago. Turtis is and a great gift. You know giver. what's hilarious? Uh this game, you can't really find this anymore. And it sucks for everyone that we play it with because they're always like, oh, man, this is awesome. I'm going to go buy it. And I'm like, yeah, good luck with that. And they're like, why is this game like $45? It's such a small box. I'm like, because it doesn't exist anymore. And uh, (laughs) so they're always sad they can't get it. But it guarantees me a spot at the table because they will keep inviting me because they want to play it. So that's awesome. We are also up to August in Pandemic Legacy Season 1. Nice. Well, without any spoilers, is is it awesome? Uh, thing it's I like how they keep adding stuff. July beat the snot out of us, and it wasn't just enough that we lost. It was one of those things that when we lost, there was multiple chain reactions of things happening on the final round. That it's like, oh, you know how this turn was bad? Yeah, so is gonna be every turn from now on because everything is wrecked. Like we had like a city fall and two others go into collapse after we already lost from explosions. So that was fun. It's like, Man. It's like, you lost. Oh, and by the way, you lost again. Oh, and you also lost again. And oh, and here's this other bad thing. So, you're welcome. And we're like, all right, whatever. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's funny that Can't it's... wait for September. <laughs> On the pandemic uh, gravy train, 
I'm actually at that point where I'm thinking we might have to do like a week long look at all the things of Pandemic, because there's so many spinoff games, including a game that came out a couple of years ago that kind of got overlooked. Pandemic: The Cure is a pandemic dice game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here's what's pretty dope: uh, each roll has their own dice, so you're doing things differently than the other people, and you have your own powers, just like you know normal Pandemic. Right, so like the uh, the movement specialist, one of your dice might be a helicopter that you can bank up, and during any other player's turn, you can airlift them across the map. And instead of the full blown out board that you have from Pandemic, it's just like six continent rings, and each die like the dies aren't standard d sixes. Like the red, it might have like two ones, a three, and like three fives. And that lets you know the frequency of how often those diseases will land there. Because when you pull out your disease dice, you roll them, and then you spread them. So, you know, with the dice game, it sounds a little weird. But the other thing that's really cool is there's actually multi-steps. Like, when you treat dice, they don't just get removed, like, from the board like they do in normal Pandemic. You put them into a holding cell, and then you can get these, like, little, like, jar die facings that let you capture the disease as samples and then somebody can roll all those samples to see if they find a cure or not. So you know like that research hmm. specialist in regular Pandemic, instead of five cards, you only need four? Yeah. yeah. In this game, you have to roll a 13 or higher to find a cure. She only needs to roll an 11 or higher. Nice. So, Interesting. Uh, you know, and it was funny because we broke it out and a couple of people were like, oh, you know, I don't know, I don't know. And as soon as we played it, they were like, all right, let, let's try that again. Because like, you know, we that was a little harder than I thought it would be. And then we played it again and then they were like, all right, I think I got the hang of it. Can we can we try it one more time? I think I, we can do it this time. We played it like four times in a row. And yeah. what was great is I think we probably played four games in under two hours. Like it seemed to, even though we were playing five players and it was a lot of their first times, the playtime is quick and it keeps that frantic energy of Pandemic. And it's just much a much smaller space, much easier to play. The other thing that's interesting too is um those benefit cards you can roll a cross on the disease dice and you put them in a bank that's shared by everybody and your special cards never in your hand, there are abilities you can pay those crosses to activate. So it could be like, all right, uh, Kurt, you get the two samples during your turn and then you can use that special thing to ship them off to Tracy so she can just start researching. And it's really fun. It's, it feels very co-op-y. And what's nice is it felt less alpha gamey. I don't know if maybe it was because like all their first times or not. But there was, like, no alpha gaming going on. It was, instead of going, Kurt, you do this, it was like, oh, wait, I can take these and then send them to you. Mm-hmm. Like, people were volunteering their actions instead of, like, requesting actions of others. And I thought that was a pretty nice touch. Yeah. Well, and it seems like with, you know, most of these pandemic games, it's like, these games are supposed to be true co-ops, you know? So when you say that, when you say, like, someone's been like, okay, well, I want to do this or whatever, it's like, in a true co-op, you should be doing all those things. You should be like, okay, I, I have this for you. you. We can do this. Let's go here, you know? I mean, I, granted, there's probably going to be a lot of people that are going to be that alpha gamer that are going to be like, okay, I'll be the leader. I can kind of get us to the places that we need to go. You know, you guys can give me suggestions, and then we can kind of go from there. But, you know, it, it's weird to hear you say, like, you know, if somebody, like, really requests to do one thing, it's like this, you know, most of those all those games are co-op basically, right? So you're supposed to, you know, kind of work together for that common goal. I was just looking it up to see what it looked like. 
It's on sale on Amazon for $31. You can go to Amazon.com, courtesy of the MFG official links. If you go to MFGcast.com, you can always click Amazon and check into that game. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, and it's a really good deal right now, 38% off right now as we're recording this. Nice. I actually, I picked up the expansion, the Experimental Meds, because... um, I, I love Z-Man games, but good God, it's like I always have this terror of, oh, hey, you know that Z-Man game you like? Yeah. Oh, it's out of print and you're never, ever going to see it again. So have fun spending $100 on that thing. Yeah. So I, I picked up the expansion. I got the expansion on Amazon for like 26 bucks. It was like really low one day. I was really pleased with that. That's cool. It, it's, weird. it's weird with companies like that too, like Z-Man. Like, they obviously have a ton of money for, with all the things that they do. So, so you think... Even with something like this, you know, that's maybe not the one of the bigger pandemics, you think they'd still have something readily available instead of, you know... And I know there's other games out there that maybe kind of hit or miss, but, you know, it's weird when these bigger companies, it's harder to find stuff from them. Yeah, it's, it's a case of, like, if I don't see it in stock on Cool Stuff for a few months and I don't see it in stock on Miniature Market for a few months, I tend to notice Amazon prices a little more so. Yeah. You know, and it's like the fact that it was almost half price. I'm like, all right, it's out of stock at the other two. I'm just getting it now. And, you know, it adds like four or five new roles. It adds like a new type. You know, they each have actually, no, I'm sorry. There's a lot more roles, like eight. Oh, and I do got to share this. One of my favorite roles in the uh, experimental meds is the celebrity activist. They can't actually find a cure because they're just celebrities and they don't know stuff about science, but they can throw money at the problem. (laughs) And they actually have a money facing on their die that triggers their special power, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, that's... That is that, funny. That's insane. And it's funny, too. I I actually would like to do a, a spotlight on Pandemic Games because, like, it seems mm-hmm. like when it comes to, to Z-Man and all they put into it, it's like they, they put a lot of care into the games. And every single game themselves, it seems like, you know, I haven't heard anything that's super terrible about any of them. You know, where, you know, some of these games, they just kind of get out of hand after a while. Like, no offense to these, you know, to these games that have sold well for eons and continue to come out with more stuff. But, like, when I see that they have a Game of Thrones Catan, I'm like, do we really need a Game of Thrones Catan? I don't know. You know, things can get oversaturated. Did you see the price tag on that game? No, is it ridiculous? It's like $80. Yeah, and you know why? Because of the license of it. That's the only reason. I remember back. This is quite a, quite a quite a while now. Me and Mike uh, Mike actually bought Pandemic Contagion, and we played that. And I really enjoyed that game. It's a you know cheap, easy game to play, and where you actually play you play the the disease, uh, the disease. Yeah, and I, I like that. You know, I like that look to it. And I I almost think they should do something else with that because it seems like you're always. You know, in these other, all these other pandemic games, you're always playing, you know, trying to get rid of, you know, the diseases and stuff like that. I would like to see, a, you know, an even bigger look on the contagion thing where, like, you know, you're trying to go to specific spots and, you know, terrorizing different places. I mean, it sounds kind of kind of evil when I talk about it, but I thought, I think that would be kind of <laughs> an interesting flip on it. Yeah, if they, if they did, an, like, a, a deeper look at that game, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I think so. So, if I may plug one other reason to go to Amazon, courtesy the MFG cast links, of course. Suro, the game of the path. Uh, right now, it's only twenty three bucks on Amazon. This is probably like I would not dare say this game is simply a filler, 
but I would say it's one of the greatest two to eight player games that you can start the night out with, end the night with, or quick break out while you're waiting for other players. The concept is the easiest thing ever. Everyone starts at the edge of the board. There's two lines on each little space and simply a game of laying down a tile and then drawing a tile. Your goal, don't go off the board, don't hit another player's stone, be the last one there. So mm -hmm. simple to play, but it is fun, it is captivating, it challenges your mind because you're like, wait, if I go here and I do this loop, and but what if they play this piece? You start getting familiar with the pieces over time. So when people, like one of the ones we call the DNA strain, just because it like two paths weave in and out of each other and then the other two just go in straight lines. So we're always like, oh no, they're playing the strain and stuff like, you know. <laughs> one of them, which we just affectionately call the belly button card. It almost looks like a pair of tidy whiteies because the line goes across and then one curves yep. and one curves like this. And then there's a loop at the top. So it's like, ah, oh, you tidy whitied me, you know, yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> but I would say in the last month, we have probably played Suro about 10 times everywhere from two to eight. And, um, it, and it's so funny. Uh, Game Trader Magazine gave alternate color Dragonstones in their magazines, like as promos. And it was, like, just under the title of, like, you know, like, hey, you may not have broken out your copy of Suro for a while, and hopefully these new colors and, like, this vibrant look will remind you how good this game was. And we were like, well, you know, we got two of those extra Dragonstones. We should probably play Suro. And then we did, and we're like, we're buying Suro now. You know, so my friend was like, oh, can I have those Dragonstones? We're like, no, no, it's going in our copy. And <laughs> so we ended up ordering it. That's awesome. Yeah, we have it on the iPad, and it's always super fun. We still have yet to get it, but, yeah. It's just one of those abstract games where it's just... It, it, there's not much to it. Like you said, it's just it's just finding the right path to not getting eliminated and, you know, trying to, you know, figure out a way to outsmart your opponents. Mm -hmm. But it's super fun. Yeah. The app is also like, like, I know on the app it makes that, like, little sandstone sound and it has, like, the lit paths as you go along. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah it that, is a really... The app, is, the app is, makes it that much more beautiful and, and you know, exciting to play. What were you going to say? I was going to say, um, I think when we were looking, or when I was looking at it on Amazon, they also have, like, other um, editions of Zero Two. Yeah, there's also, like, Zero of the Sea. Yeah, of the Sea. That one looked really, really cool, too. I haven't seen that one in the store, though. No, no, you always see Zero, but you never see the other one. I know the Zero of the Sea has, like, uh, some, like, expansions and stuff like that, like a canon like a cannon tile and all that stuff. I'm like, I don't know. That sounds neat, but there's just something about that sandstone finish of the original that yeah. I like a lot more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And then uh, I got one other thing, but it's a bit of a doozy, so I want to hear some stuff from you guys first. Nice. Well, we played a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of games. <laughs> Did I mention we played a lot of games? <clears throat> we played Azul. I got Azul for Christmas from Kurt. And we played that game. That was right up my alley for strategy. And for those of you that don't know what the game is, um, it is a starburst lane. <laughs> we think that the pieces look like starbursts. <laughs> um, it's a starburst <laughs> lane game. They do. That you mentioned they it. do. They do look like wrapped pieces of candy. <clears throat> These beautiful tiles that you eat. Each player gets a mat, and then they have to kind of build, I don't want to say a quilt, but they have to get um, five consecutive 
Starburst. <laughs> Five consecutive um, squares to basically finish the game. But you, um, I don't know how to explain this right now. I should not have picked this one. Uh-uh. One side, one side of the board has like one empty square, and then it goes to two, then it goes to three, then to four, then to five. And as you kind of go around, um, you divvy up based on the number of players. Um, we've only played two, so I don't really. Yeah, I'd like to see it with three or four. I bet you it'd be way harder with those. Yeah, I don't really know, but I know with um, with two players, you have five round pieces where you put four four of these tiles on mm-hmm. there. Yeah, the factory squ- uh, spaces, I think. Yeah, because yeah. basically what you're trying to do is you're you're making, you're using wall tiles, and they use the, the beauty of Alhambra to basically, like, the king's like, oh, I just lo- I love... You know, I love the beauty of this, you know, so I want my own palace to be, you know, littered with these similar, you know, they call them tiles in here, but, you know, it'd be, like, basically, like... Patterns. Yeah, patterns in his castle or whatever. But, yeah, you're basically drawing tiles from... uh, In a two-player game, you have five different spaces that you can take, but you have to take... You have to take one color. So if you... There's always four on each space, so if you need to take... Uh, a couple of blue and there's only one blue well you have to take that one blue and you have to put it on a spot on your board well there's spots for one two three four and five tiles and then you know you just you can't have a you can't have similar tiles in uh the same rows otherwise you know that that it doesn't work out and then if you have extra ones you have to put on this negative row tile and stuff like that you get negative points for that kind of stuff but it's a cool game yeah, it's like um, it it has a similar feel to Sagrada. What? Where it's like, oh, how hard can this be? It looks easy to do, and then you play it, and you're like, how come I'm losing all my points? What do you mean I keep breaking tiles? Why can't I put this there? Right. And um, have you noticed in two play have in two players have you guys played it pretty mean? Like I know you can do some really messed up stuff in two player where it's like, oh, you can't take any blue tiles. We'll have all five of these just yeah. to give somebody like a huge spike in negative. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> yeah. We we've played it twice, and in the first game, it was just kind of getting used to how how you can lay on the left side to kind of pull the tiles over to the right side to com- complete your pattern, and then um, the second game we did more of gotcha. Kind of, I think some of them, but we were trying to, I was at least trying to strategize with the points with, uh, you know, going across and going down and, you know, trying to do that at the same time, but then trying to figure out, you know, if he takes this, then I can take this and then he's going to get stuck with all of this. That the first game, I wasn't even looking at his board at all. So, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of negative points. And I think in the last game that we did. There's a lot of negative points. It was crazy. And I like that taking the first player marker is a negative point, <laughs> where it's like if you want to go first, it costs you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And somebody has to take it every game. Well, and it's it's not even that you're being selfish about wanting to take it. You're stuck with it half the time. Well, in our two-player game. In games, a two-player game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but sometimes it's also like... Uh, you see like those three snowflake tiles in the like in that center area, and you're like, well, I kind of want those... And I guess I'll be first player also. Oh, you so, know yeah. what? And I think that's we never played it that way. We, we always waited, we always waited until the end. 
Yep. We always wait until the, all the other spots were taken before we took from the middle. So that's where we, that's where we messed up. But well, we didn't mess up. That yeah. was just the way that we played it. Mm. You know yeah, what I mean? Just, we yeah. just Planning had the, the yeah. We just wanted the ones that were on the factory spaces first. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we played that a couple of times. Cool game. Yeah. Plus, it's beautiful. It oh. is really. Yeah. We didn't eat any of the pieces. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Between between that and coconuts, like if I ever like get like massive brain damage, <laughs> I may be eating those as a snack. So you better watch it if I do. Okay. I'll let you eat them. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. And that's Azul from Plan B Games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. you're welcome. Another thing that we played that we actually got. Dan and Kim were super nice and gave us a cool stuff in uh, gift card. Thank you guys very much. And so we. Bought a couple of things, and one of the things that we actually bought was uh, the expansion for Valeria Card Kingdom. It's the Flame and Frost expansion. Basically, this game adds, you know, a whole new uh, tableau of citizens, a bunch more domains, a bunch more dukes, um, a bunch more monsters, or like a whole tableau of monsters again uh, for your uh, for your for the game. Um, it gives you exhausted events. So when you exhaust when you exhaust the exhausted piles, instead of just putting an exhausted card that just does nothing, you flip it up and you'll get a like special thing that's either good or it's very bad for everybody. That's cool. Yeah, that's that, a nice little touch. That could like, carry it, it out mixes it up the game. a little more. Yeah, yeah. You could carry out through the game or just that round. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything good when you exhaust, was there? Really? I thought there no, was. No, I think Maybe there was there the the one where it was just for a round, um, where we had to um, turn over a citizen and we couldn't use it. And then there was one where we couldn't do something for the rest of the game. I can't remember. I think that one was pretty bad, too. I can't remember what it was, yeah. but... But it was, yeah. Out of curiosity... Uh, Go ahead. Did you guys, like, did you have any particular card or monster that you were like... Oh my god, this is awesome. Like, you know, like when you open up expansion packs, like you see one type of new card where you're like, this, this, we gotta use this card immediately. Like, did it have any of those or? There were some pretty beefy monsters in there. Holy yeah, cow. Like, there, there were, you know, I think there was one where you needed, like, you've played the game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were, I think there was one where you needed, like, 12 magic and 12 fight to beat it. Nice. There's yetis in this one, and there's, I can't think of. Yeah, what there's other ones. Le- there's like an actual like named character, like a freet. It's, <laughs> I think it was like a. I'm guessing it's like a fire demon or something like mm-hmm. that. So like usually you only have like the you know oh here's a goblin or here's uh you know ice monster or something like that. But this is like this this thing has a name, so obviously it's gonna be hard mm-hmm. to beat. And like a lot of the citizens. I noticed in this one, they deal out a lot of um, fight if you roll their number. So, like, some of them you can collect for fight when um, it's rolled. And so I felt like I was just rolling in the um, the fight and the magic and the gold at periods of time because I was like, I've never had that much in front of me. Yeah. And then we'd count out, like, 24... <laughs> Wait, I'd be like, I'm gonna beat this guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it was crazy, insane. Like when we'd roll and we would know, like, 
I mean, there were some pretty cool guys in there, mm-hmm. I thought. I mean, but maybe it's just because of the kinds of roles that we had. But yeah. I think the citizens complimented the types of monsters that they put in the yeah. in the box for sure. Yeah, it's like it, it's like it promoted fighting more. You know, it was like, okay, you're going to throw a lot of fight and a lot of magic at these guys because they're flame and frost you know, beings that need a lot of, <laughs> need mm-hmm. to, you need to hurt them a lot more, you know? And it, it's funny because I felt like, especially when I was playing the fir- the couple of times that we played it, I felt like fight was, or attack damage or whatever you want to call it, those was a plenty. But for some reason, magic and even co- coins, to a lesser extent, coins was very minimal. Yeah. Where it was just like, you really had to hoard some coins to get these domains. I felt like we weren't buying domains as no. much as we did in the original set. So it'd be cool because we, the first couple of times that the only couple of times that we played this, we didn't mix in any of the new stuff yet, but I'm interested to see how that all kind of integrates. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Like the first time we played, it was just Kurt and I, and then the second time we played, it was um, Kurt and Logan and I, mm-hmm. but yeah, neither time we were like, we had we didn't have copious amounts of gold at all yeah but you know you could use that magic mm-hmm. as gold and stuff like that too yeah but it was a cool game yep yep i definitely i, I definitely it. recommend it if you like valeria car kingdoms and you want a little bit more out of it it's it's almost a full game yeah it's almost I, there was a, a lot game. more in it than i yeah, thought there yeah. was going to be like i told dan you know i talked to dan before we you know before we actually recorded and when he asked about it, I was like, it's it's just missing, you know, like the essentials from the base game, like the cards and the the, the um, resources and like stuff resource like that. Tokens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But otherwise, you know, it's almost a full, complete game. You know? Like we were running out of resources. <laughs> yeah, like they, that's how much they give you. It's funny because in the in the original game, they've got these little uh, tokens that are like they're like a the victory. They're like Is that what you're about? Uh, no, oh. no, like they're the, like a. Times uh, five like, and times ten yeah, tokens. Yeah, t- yeah, exactly. They're like a yeah. one by two or a one a half an inch by one or something like that. I'm like, when are we ever going to use these? This last game that we played with me, Tracy, and Logan, we're just like, <laughs> here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go. It's like holy shit, you know. Logan like, was Man. like stacking up his. Oh yeah, it's funny because at one point we're like, Logan, we're we're out of fight tokens. You have to fight. <laughs> You know, he's like, I must build my armies bigger so I so I can destroy everyone. You know, and if you bump the table, that shit's going everywhere, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool game though. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you're a big fan, then just go for it. Just go for it. Uh, one I'll talk about that uh, I just recently played that I was pleasantly surprised by. Um, Mike got a couple of things for Christmas, so he was over um, on t- on this last Tuesday again doesn't matter when you're listening to this or whatever but um <laughs> we actually played uh the the goonies the adventure board game from really albino dragon which albra albino dragon if you're actually a fan of this podcast and listened to since the beginning they're the first the uh they're the first company that we actually interviewed for the podcast and um this is a game where you are playing the goonies you all have a character card that you play and what you're doing is you're there's five certain locations and the and you're flipping over cards that have symbols on them. So they've got like the skeleton key, uh, the map, the uh, 
treasure icon thing where they look through the hole and they see where they're going, you know, and stuff like that. And uh, music note, because they play the organ in, you know, in the Goonies and stuff like that. What you're trying to do is you're going, you're using this meeple, which is cool. It's got um, sloth plus, you know, the Goonies kind of fused together as one big meeple. And you're taking them and you're going to certain locations. And what you have to do is you get a set of three cards, but then eventually every round you get two more cards. You can only have five cards total. But you're going to these locations and using the symbols to get rid of these cards that are in the spot. So if one card has just a music note, then you go there, you use your um, music note, and you get rid of the card. Well, some cards have two, so it's like a, the key and then a music note. So then you got to play that and that. And it's co-op. So you and your partners actually see all of your cards so then you can use them cooperatively to go, you know, go where you're going to go because the Goonies, of course, work together to solve these certain things. And then another thing that you have to do is you have to find these, you have to find these treasures. So you have to actually, between the two of you, you discard three cards of the same icon, like the key or the music note and stuff like that, and you flip over these tokens. And then once you get rid of all these cards uh, that they call, I can't remember what they call them, like obstacles or whatever. Once you get rid of the obstacles, all the cards in that one spot, then you can discard a card to flip over a token to see if you find the treasure. Two out of the three tokens are booby traps or booty traps, and the last one is the actual treasure. And if you find the treasure, you put it in the spot on the right side, and then what you do is you have to find all five treasures, then find the ship, and then you're done. Well, it sounds like it's pretty easy. It's actually easy and fun to play, but it is not easy to win. We played twice and got our butts handed to us. <laughs> but it's one of those games that, like, it when, when we first started playing it, I was like, this game is going to be awful. I'm not excited about it. I was Because I thought I was going to be, because I was like, it's the Goonies. Who doesn't like the Goonies? I like Albino Dragon, because they actually made a, a deck of cards, deck of playing cards with the Goonies on. We have it. We actually backed it, and the the guard, the cards are gorgeous, but like with the player powers, like they have a ongoing power, but they also have a game power that you can use once a game. And then with the booty booby traps, I said what's it? I said booty traps. And then the you said what? booty traps, like Data does in the movie. Oh. And then um, they also have fratell the fratellis too. So like, there's also that's the one other thing I forgot too. Like you can escalate the areas. So if it's got two arrows, then you have to put another card out and then it goes in the spot because there's like colors too so if you want to travel to a certain spot you have to play the color to go to that certain spot but um also there's um trap cards or i can't remember what they are like conflict cards i think of what it is and if you turn up the symbol and it's got a conflict you have to flip up a card S some of them are good some of them give I don't, I don't think it's conflict it's something else some of them are good some of them give you cool little abilities or like one-time things but then Another one is Fratelli's, where they add another card to a certain spot, but then if you get five Fratelli cards, then you lose the game. But again, it's like one of those that, by me talking about it, it seems it may seem a little more complex than it is. It's not really complex at all. It it says it plays 30 to, 40, 30 to 45 minutes. We probably got it done in 20, and we just learned the dang thing. But I don't know. I really enjoy it. I say anybody you like the Goonies... You want to give something a shot, and you like light games. This is it's fun. I think Get it's it. a thirty dollars. Yeah, I was just looking yeah, it up. Totally worth it. 
I was curious, like, uh, since it's a game from many years ago, like, you know, based on a movie from many years ago, if it felt like a game from that era, too. <laughs> like, did it, it feel like a game that you would have seen the Goonies playing in the movie at some point? Yeah, yeah it's it's really simple. I mean, it really, you know, there's not much to it. It's just, you know, you, you get cards, you, you know, put the cards down to get rid of the spots. I mean, it's not it's not a complicated game. It is very simple. But, yeah, no, it's, it's really fun. You know, and then, what you know, if you find that treasure in a spot where and you're done you actually have to flip over the card of the spot where you're you know where you found it and usually that's bad news too so it's like uh, the one that we usually did we flipped it over and it said okay if you turn over a card that's supposed to go in this spot well it's going to go in this other spot instead so then that that could possibly double it up and if you get five cards in either of those locations you also lose the game that way so but yeah, no, it's it's cool. It, I was gonna say, so it keeps like a little bit of pressure on you. Like you actually do feel like there's a threat at some, you know, and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that like you know, and I I maybe didn't explain this as good as I wanted to before, but it's like that when we started playing, we're like, this is gonna be easy. We're gonna do this, no problem. And like, oh, we failed. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's just like one of those <laughs> that like it, it sometimes it can give you too much reassurance. Like, oh yeah, this is gonna be easy. We're gonna do it. And it's like, oh wait, we oh wait, oh wait, oh god, you know. And then it's just boom, you know, you're done. So, yeah, I liked it a lot. It sounds good. It's because you always worry when they have IP games. You know, it's like. Like, oh no, how are you going to ruin the thing that I enjoyed as a kid? <laughs> I know, I know, you never want that to happen, so you gotta be, you got to be real careful with that. Another game that we played that I think you guys told us about that Logan actually got me for Christmas, and that is uh, Suspicion. We actually played Suspicion. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. It's, you know, again, it's, it's you talked about this before, it's kind of like Clue, but it's a, it, there's a little more involvement in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. I like it. It's it. It's a fun little. You have these cards that you play. You're rolling dice. You're moving. Any you're moving the characters that are on the dice. Some are like have question marks, so you can move whoever you want. So you can say, "Oh, this might be me," but it's not. And you're playing these characters that are stealing stuff, and you're trying to figure out who everyone else is, you know. And then you also have action cards that you can use, like some where you have. Where if it has the three, uh, if it has the three jewels on it, in a, kind of in a box or whatever, then you have to steal a jewel. Well, then people know where you're at, or they can possibly know where you're yeah. at, depending upon the icons in the spot where you're at. And then you have other ones where it's like, I just because I can't think of the people's names, I, I'm gonna say clue names like Mrs. Peacock or whatever. You could say, oh no, it's Mr. Beauregard. Beauregard that's right, Mr. Beauregard. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, can you see? Um, can Mr. Beauregard see your character? So then, you know, if they're in that straight line, you know, or in that those line lines of sight or whatever, then they that's another way you can deduce, you know, who's who. And then there's a, you know, another one where you can straight up steal from any spot, or you can steal a, a uh, you can uh, any steal gem. A, any gem or whatever. So then you're taking it, and then you know, depending depending about how many jewels you have and if you've discovered who everyone else is, that's how many points at the end of the game, then you're declared the winner if well, you have the most. And once the one of the gem piles is gone. Yeah. 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 Then you figure I, I like it. I like it as like it you know, when we were saying before, like how it's kinda of like, you know, a new clue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that it's also it still has dice, it still has randomness, 
but things are happening a lot faster and it's not like oh i'm trying to walk over to this room just to find out something that's useless yeah like i feel like all the info in this game means something because you're like oh like you know can can like lucy see you like yes she can it's like all right she can see four people so i like you know i actually got valid information or if she says no then i know it's not one of these four people you know Mm -hmm. and it like i don't know it's just like the art style is a little different it's you know, it's not like, you know, it's it's uh it's odd, but it's enjoyable. Yeah. You well, know, like and that, that almost like pencil shading, you know. Well, and you want to like even with the point of um when you land on the or when you play the card with the three jewels and you have to take one of the jewels that's on the board with your thief. I always wanted to look around to see whoever had the most of those so I could take it so I wouldn't um, spoil it. You know, it would take longer for you guys to figure out who I had. And I don't know. It was different. Yeah. I liked, I liked the whole like black and white feel with the touch of colors in it. And yeah. Yeah. Just like the hat or the uh, jacket or something like that. Yeah. 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 And it's a game that's super cheap too. So it's like, you know, if you're looking for a, Nice little fun little you know quick family game. That's that's a fun one. Is it only at Target? That's the place that I saw it at. I don't know where we got it. I don't know. Yeah, that's why I feel like that's the only place I've ever seen it. Yeah, good game. Yeah, fun stuff. Now I'm gonna talk about a game that kind of like questions your mortality and it's depressing and yet so and still super fun. Uh, Santa got Logan Flashpoint Fire Rescue. (laughs) <laughs> and so we were able to play that, and man, what a brutal game! Holy smokes! Right? It's like, hey, go and try to try to rescue some people and not get burnt by fire all over the place. <laughs> or those people are gonna be dead, yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah, and then they add cats and dogs to really make you feel bad. Oh, this kitty got burned to death. That's not fun. Yeah. I uh I saw like it was so funny because the same day I was playing that with some of my buddies I saw you guys posting pictures of you playing it, and I'm like, oh, are you having as much of a horrible time as we are saving people? <laughs> well, and we were playing the family edition, so we didn't even flip to the other side of the board like you guys did. Oh, and you didn't get to use the chemicals yet then? No, no, no. We were just learning how to play it, and Logan was spending what half a day or three quarters of the day or whatever playing board games with us and then he's like well let's play flashpoint and we got it all set up and we were like in our heads i was thinking jesus this is brutal <laughs> this is brutal but he's like let's get him so, i want to i want to rescue everybody yeah and the, and the other thing that i was actually worried about too is because not too not not, it was like a year ago yeah, or something. Not in the so not in the so distant past. Logan had a thing about us burning in our house and being afraid of fires <laughs> because he heard fire trucks and we had to explain to him why fires happen and why firefighters are always there to help us. And then he plays a game and he's like, But these firefighters aren't helping anyone. They keep God, dying in these yeah, fires. Yeah. Goddamn <laughs> Santa getting him a game like that and well and what did we have a fire like just down the street in Kitty Corner and the kids went to his school and like he couldn't sleep at night and I'm like, Oh my god, why did he why did are we playing this game? Yep. But he did really good. I mean he was like a man on a mission. So one thing for anyone that hasn't played Flashpoint 
like you know or they haven't seen it you know like you mentioned you know you're it's all these firefighters and you're trying to like save people and you can also play with like everyone has asynchronous firefighters where you have like cool little unique abilities but the thing that's weird is you know it's like you have this board and then you roll dice at the end of your turn and that's where smoke goes but if smoke goes on top of smoke it becomes fire or if smoke touches fire it becomes fire or if you're playing on the advanced game there's like chemicals and like you know fuels and all these other things around and then when fire touches those they explode and will send shockwaves out and you know and like the way that you can lose this game is too many people die or too many walls get blown up or chopped down and the whole building caves in and kills everyone yeah. inside. Well, even in the fa- and, uh, in, even in the family mm-hmm. game that if fire touches fire then it explodes and burn it goes down the hall into the next, you know, ev- empty spot, you know. It's like, wow, this yeah. is brutal. Yeah, so we had that stuff happen and we had shockwaves and mm-hmm. explosions and but we did save everybody. Yeah. Didn't we? Got, we got very lucky, I think. We did. We maybe had, because um, you have these black, really good quality cubes, didn't you think so? Yeah, the like the broken wall tokens, yeah. like the damage lines. I don't know how many you get. Maybe we had like six left yeah, or something. something. Like um, and it once those are all gone, it means that your building collapses. <laughs> yeah. So we were very yeah. close, but we had to save seven people or animals in the building, get them out safe before what four died and i think yeah. we lost two or the building or collapsed. the building yeah. collapsed and i think we lost two lives whether they were people or animals mm-hmm. and but the thing is is that you don't know if they're people or animals or false um, alarms. False, <laughs> false alarms yeah <laughs> and then so that was that makes it even more interesting. And it's funny too, as we got to the end, too. Lo- Logan's like, oh, "Well, we got to get to these people. I'll just chop down this wall." Like, no, 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 no. See these 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 cubes? We don't want to start just chopping <laughs> down walls, buddy. We're all gonna die, man. Tim was playing the character where uh, chopping walls only cost one action point instead of two. Nice. And he's like, yeah, but I can move so much more effectively if you let me just take everything out. And we're like, yeah, you do that and let me know how it works yeah, out. exactly. Watch the movie Backdraft first and then see what you think. There, There's a multitude of expansions for that game, too. And one of them is on a boat. And there's an engine room that if the engine takes four damage, the whole boat explodes and everyone just dies. Nice, nice. Oh, 80s style, 80s action movie style. We did the boat three times. One of the times, the engine room, there was... All the chemicals were in the engine room. So it was just like, fa-boom! Like, let's keep these oily rags where the most important thing is. Yeah, exactly. The second game, the second game, the engine exploded again. That was unfortunate. And then the third game, the entire port side of the boat just kept getting hit by explosion after explosion. And we had one black cube left. And Tim's like, I think I can get this person out. And then an explosion happened. It's just that was the end of the book. Oh, we saved like four people, but we lost like seven firefighters saving those four people. <laughs> not, uh, a good, not a good return investment on that. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's awesome. Another game that we played that actually we've been, we were super stoked to play is Clank. And man, uh, you know what's funny? It's like with all of the hype for that game, 
I still had no clue what the game was about until we actually played <laughs> no, it. No, we just really wanted it. Yeah, I know. It's just it's crazy how it's like how sometimes hype could just be more than what you think it is. You know, it's like we could it could have been a just a hot pile of turds, and we were like, oh, we know we want it because everybody else wants. That's it. because his name is Turtis. Yep, that's right. Yeah, Turtis wants that's what a hot we pile had of turds. Callback. Yeah, but I, I love the concept of Clank. You basically, you know, you have the upper part of the dungeon, you've got the lower part, you're trying to steal from the dragon, you're trying not to make a lot of noise, you're trying to get your um, artifacts. Ar- artifact and, you know, other stuff for more victory points and get out before, you know, before the dragon gets you and then, you know, trying to be the first one out to get, you know, extra points and stuff like that. I, uh, it's funny cause when we played, when we played this, Tracy was like, she was really going good. The first game we played, we only played one game. I don't have to spoil that. But anyway, the one time that we played, <laughs> well, um, no, you said the first game we I played. I know I couldn't, I, I oh. could have like not talked about the second time and no one would have known. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't smell what you're stepping in, but you can just take that part from out. the yes. top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gigs up. And, um, and then I was like, I'm, there's no way I'm going to catch up. And then finally, I kind of stuck my way a little bit. I got an artifact that's a little, uh, had a little more pointage to it. And then Tracy's like, well, I'll just boop, boop, boop. I'll get out of here, you know? And I'll be like, you know, luckily I made it I made it out of the dungeon alive, but I still lost. because Sure did. Because you made it out before I did. But just, you know, you know, maze of it, like there's certain ways that you can't go. And there's certain ways that you can go if you have a key get more points if you get in the middle and take like a crown and then there's you know certain abilities and stuff like that it's just i don't know this game is just a ton of fun and i know a lot of people have talked about that clink in space is not necessarily the same game as as this one so i'd really like to play that because anything in space i'm in so did you remember that the key stays with you forever? You don't use it up when you open yes, the door? Yes, I did. Because I was like, why would you Why would you pay that much for, you know, and there's, you know, only a limit of, you know, so many keys, so that wouldn't be fair if you just got one and then had to come back and get it or whatever. I so. think that was one of the first questions I had asked mm-hmm. was, why would you pay that much money for a key? I hope you can use it the whole time. <laughs> but it was interesting because Kurt and I each played the game absolutely different. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like um, yeah. What uh, the reason I was asking about the key is one of our first like uh, times playing with buddies. I remember the question of I can use it more than once. <laughs> it's like, yes. Do you just throw away a key after you use it. In in one of the uh, the brutal games of that, like Kim Kim does pretty well in that game. And one time she decided to go for that like leaving a little early strategy. Mm-hmm. So I got like a really good artifact. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna pay out in dividends. And I just, like, I kept, I bought some cards that I probably shouldn't have. I generated way too much clank. And uh, right when I was about to come up to the surface area, I got wiped out. Like, you know how there's, like, the underground and then the top part of the castle? Oh, yeah. And if you have an artifact in the top part, you still, they rescue your body? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was one step away from there, and I died. So my score was eliminated. Mm. And all I can picture is, like... You see the flames go past my character, and then that crown that he was holding just, like, tumbling to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you just see a reflection of fire glistening in the ruby or something. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, that, 
that sucked. <laughs> yeah, or you see, or you see, like you you think that's the end, but then you see like the claw of the dragon kind of take it and bring it back into the cave, <laughs> yeah. you know, dungeon or whatever. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, he wears it, it like a ring. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it, again, this is a game that seems like it should be really more complex than it is, but it's just a fun little you know dungeon delve with some deck building and yeah, it's super fun and easy, and it's like God. Anybody, I mean, no. F- well, we got the, we understood the game. We were so excited when we played so many games. What, three days in a row we had, like, game marathon. And we were like, we get this game. We understand that game. We were just piling through <laughs> games. And, like, we're like, uh, why do we understand these games, like, right off the bat? Because usually we have to read them, like, a hundred times. And then, you know, maybe it's, like, that time of day or you know something like that where where we don't a certain time of day where we don't understand it but we were like oh yeah we totally get this boom we're gonna play this game we totally get this boom we're gonna play that game we got this game i mean we like we're just annihilating the games yeah yeah we we played the shit out of those games one of the other things I do love in Clank is the uh, the starting deck, the flavor text on your opening three cards is great. Oh, I didn't even read those. Where it's, yeah, it's like I like for the thing that generates runes. It's like if they didn't want you to take it, they wouldn't have owned it. Yeah. Yep. And then it's like for the Clank, it's like if the like if you didn't want them to hear you, you shouldn't have made noise. <laughs> like it's all these like little like if this and this and, this, and I was like that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I read those. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Cannot believe you didn't it. It's read them. it. Yeah. It's instilled into me from the days of magic. Every flavor text must be read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. That's awesome. Well, I there's other game. I think there's a few other games we've played, but we've kind of gone long. So, what, 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 Dan? Why don't you talk about the the last thing you wanted to talk about? Okay, so the doozy game that I've been playing. Uh, me and Kim are up to game five of Charterstone. Oh wow! You guys are kicking butt in that game, huh? Dude, all right, so here's here's the deal. Don't get me wrong. Stonemeyer game makes a lot of good stuff. Like, Euphoria just didn't click well with my group. And Scythe, I think Scythe is an amazing game for other people. For the people I played it with, it was just like... And I know this is going to make me sound like a jerk hole, but I stomped the shit out of everyone five times in a row. I'm like, this game is meh. And it's not the game's fault, it was my group's fault. Well, Charterstone, it works well with any group. Because it is a legacy town builder. And oh my god, they he did a bang-up job with this thing, man. So to describe it as much as possible without spoilers, there's six resources in the game. And each little charter village starts with one of those resources. So literally, the game starts out with, I go here, I get one wood. I go here, I get one grain. I go to this place to use my wood and grain to make this building. So there's... Like, the beginning game, and a lot of people complained about this, where it's like, oh, it's, it's so basic, it's so basic. But it's because you're making your own fundamentals, right? Now, you're going to, like, build new buildings, and they're going to open up new options. And you're going to get, like, new scoring opportunities as the game evolves. And you're going to get a new cat that wants to be part of the show. And here's the thing that I thought was awesome. So, you actually have, like, a deck box that's your town's charter, so in between games, you can get points where you can like start with more things or store more things. And the, the catch-up mechanic in this game is 
everyone that loses gets to add a new capacity little circle, which means like, oh, you can carry over like so from game to game, you can carry over one minion, one coin, one good and one card. But every time you up your capacity, so say like say, Tracy, you're like you really dig upgrading buildings and the first two games kind of don't go well for you. You might just be like, oh, I'm going to carry more gold per game. Oh, I lost again. I need even more gold per game. And now at the end of the game, you can always just bulk up some coins and then boop, next game you start with three or four coins. Hmm. And nobody else does because that's what you chose. And Kurt, like say you picked up like you're this the iron guy and you got all these cool different iron buildings. But the game is over. And you only get to keep one of those cards. So all those iron buildings you didn't take or build go into the deck. And now maybe other people will develop it. So I might have an iron building in my little charter. And it's just like, even though it's a very easy to understand game, the rules get added at a nice pace. The goal each game, it has like changing goals, like for bonus points. So it's like, have the most buildings, build the most things, get the most this. So it has like sub objectives in addition to playing the game. But we are having such a good time with this. And here's where here's where Kurt decides to mock me. So I decided to pick up another copy of Charterstone to play with our Friday night group so we can play six players. Because here's the deal. We were originally going to do that with this copy of Charterstone. And then on Christmas Eve, Kim and I looked at each other and we're like, fuck everyone else. Let's start playing this now. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> and then when we had, like, after game three, we're like, I feel bad that we're dicking at the Friday group out of this. So we picked up another copy just to play, and we're going to try it six players. Nice. So it's going to be a huge swing from the two to six. So explain this to me, because I don't know enough about Charterstone. Can you not... Is it not a game where you can play... What am I trying to ask? You're asking because <laughs> it's a legacy game. You can only play it through once, and then you're done with it. It is. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no, That's no. what I was... That... I was going to say, is it like Pandemic Legacy, something like that, where you have month to month? Okay. Different, though, because here's what's different in Charterstone. Um, at the end of the 12th game, you now have a worker placement board game that you all made together. And you can play that thing as your own board game 20 times over, if you like. Okay. Wow. So it's not like twelve month 12 ends the game forever and you go, well, let's put that on the shelf and we'll never see it again. It's This is the game that you guys made together. And now you can still play your Charterstone. And uh, one other little fun part, and this is something that might appeal to a lot of people. Uh, so in the very first game... At the end, all the losers, you get to, like, name your little charter. Actually, that sounds bad. All the people that didn't win, not the (laughs) losers, get to name their charter. But in an act of humility, they also get to name the first place's charter. And I was like, that's kind of cool. So it's like, I could just imagine where somebody feels, like, really scummed over. And they're like, oh, let's call this Dickbagville. You know, because the dick bag runs this way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, um, butt fart was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, right. <laughs> butt fart. Welcome to the noble chosen of butt fart. Butt fart. How can we help you? Um, you also get to name the entire area, like, you know, after a certain game and stuff like that. But every, there's like these assistants and helpers. And the first time somebody hires them, they get to name them. 
And uh, I saw in one video, like, there is a, uh, there's, like, a conductor or something like that. The maestro. And just out of curiosity, what did you name your maestro? Maestro? Yeah, in uh, Charterstone. The person that when you went to, like, that the thing that looks almost like an old record player. You gave him a name, but I can't remember what you called your maestro. You don't remember the name? I, I did. That's a, This is riveting audio for people, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I know one person named them their maestro Melody, and I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> somebody else named them uh, Note, and I was like, all right, I kind of like that. <laughs> one of the people that helped Kim secure victory, she named him Blue because that was her boy. <laughs> so that was a nice little reference. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just, it's, I, I had a little worry you know, but Secret Cabal talked it up, and Last Place Podcast shot it down. Um, shockingly to me, like, Last Place Podcast, I usually like what they have to say about a lot of games. That guy was noting that he thinks his group would drop the game entirely if he didn't kind of make them play for his show, and that he's the only one having fun. I don't know how that's possible. Like, we're having a blast with this. Like, it's killing us waiting for the next game. And it's just, it's a delight. Like, I I love worker placement games, and this thing is so cool. Um, one thing that's interesting is you can build over your stuff later on. It becomes like a rule that gets added. So don't have this hesitation of, well, I'm afraid of making anything because I don't want to screw myself. Um, and if somebody views that as a spoiler, they have a very weak definition of spoilers. But you only get six spots. So it's kind of like, Oh man, I want to make this the steel building, but I don't want to give up this thing because that gives me influence, and I don't want to I don't want to lose this because that's where I get my my minion. And so I like that there's all these little interchanging ideas, where you're like, well, what would be the coolest six things I can offer to people? You know, you almost feel like you're marketing to your other players, and I thought that was really cool too. Yeah, I haven't played this myself, but but what it seems like to me, it seems like you're playing a game but also making a game and playing that that made game that you're making so it's like it's like you're it's it's like you're crafting the game yeah it's it's like he's telling you this is a way you can craft yourself your own game and, ma- and I like that idea of like maybe it'll spark somebody to be like you know what this is an awesome idea i would love to do something myself like this and it seems like when it comes to Stegmeier and his company it seems like he always he always thinks about outside of the box i think you know i feel like when he thinks about a game it's going to be one of those games that's not your average everyday thing you know there are some similarities to each i'm sure but i feel like when he makes something he's he wants to make it resonate in people's yeah, minds yeah i would definitely agree with that and one thing that Charterstone also did that is not available for Seafall or Pandemic Legacy or any of these other games, let's just say you and Tracy play through this game, right? And you get to game 12 and you did all your stuff and you're like, man, that was awesome. And you know, like, we, I, we should do this with Logan because now that we understand how everything works, I wish Logan can play it with us. For $30 MSRP, and of course, always cheaper online. You can buy a recharge pack. 
And that recharge pack gives you a fresh rule book, so you can once again add everything, and a fresh complete charter pack of cards. So it's like, you know, like, because you know, oh, and one other thing, by the way, beautiful metal coins in the game. But it's like, you don't need more coins, and you don't need more resources. You already got those in your base game. Like, why, why pay $80 and get all that crap again? Like, Pandemic Legacy, like, yeah, you need the stickers and, like, those little, like, sheets, but... You don't need the, like, you know, if that board was double-sided, you don't need another board, and you already have your pawns, mm -hmm. and you're, you know what I'm saying, like, you don't need all that stuff. Charterstone gives you that. Like, that recharge pack is everything you need to play Charterstone again, and the board by default is double-sided. That's awesome. That, that to me, is awesome forward thinking. I would love it if somebody can correct me if he's not the first person to do that for a legacy game. Mm -hmm. And just this notion of... You know, like, because we were originally talking about, oh, well, maybe we won't get a second copy to play with the Friday group. Maybe we'll just play through all of our stuff and do the recharge pack. We want to, we're hoping that the Friday group starts keeping pace with our game. And then we also are going for a recharge pack because after seeing how this game looks, two of our other buddies from our Jersey game group was like, this looks really cool. I mean, I would like to try this at some point. And we're like, We'll do it a third time. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, th this game has easily become a massive contender for like game of the year for me. I, unless something ludicrous happens later on, I, I think this is a top notch title. That's awesome. And I'm glad to hear that too, because like you said, I've heard a lot of, uh, pluses and minuses for and it's funny because i feel like it's weird because i i still have yet to play a stonemeyer game but um when it comes to his stuff or their stuff i should say i'm sorry i keep going between stegmeyer his name and stonemeyer the company <laughs> <laughs> but um it seems like either people are all in or there's people that are like eh, it's just not for me but yeah. You know, from you know, from what I've heard from people that trust him and trust his products, like I, I, I don't think I could ever like not want to play something of his because it seems like he has a passion for this that's above what other people do. And I'll put him in that. I'll put him in that bubble. I don't care what you say. You can argue it all you want with me. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to it for a long time. I, you know, when I first heard about it, I'm like, this sounds nuts. And it, so far, it's it's delivering, you know. I'm not saying it's a perfect 10. I'm not saying it's, like, the greatest game ever. But for its idea and for what it's doing, I am beyond pleased. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's awesome. So that's what we've been playing. Again, we always love to hear what you guys have to think about it. Um, we we posted kind of our end of the year stuff, and we asked you what you guys, <coughs> excuse me, and we asked about what you guys love from the previous year, and we want to know what you're playing now, because obviously, you guys, if you're listening to this, you probably got some stuff for Christmas, you got probably got, you know, something from the holidays or whatever. Let us know what you're playing, because we'd love to hear about that, and we want to talk about what you like too, because. You know, sometimes when you guys talk about stuff, then we like to talk about it or we like to grab it and stuff like that and talk about it too. So make sure you hit us up on Twitter at, at MFGCast. Visit our Facebook page. We have a BGG page, but no one ever goes to that. But if you want to do that, be one of the one of the people <laughs> to do that. Um, 
If you want to give us a five-star review on iTunes or any kind of star review on iTunes, that would be great. Get the word out. Tell people more about what we're doing because um, we're going to be trying to do more stuff this year with more videos and more episodes and more talking to people, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, so until next time, this is Kurt. And I'm Taze Racy. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and this is D.Y. There you go. <laughs> and this was the MFG cast. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.